At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And if you don't believe us, take it from Patriots beat writer extraordinaire for weei.com a new member of the patriots and foxborough and weei reporting team our guy at katie thompson five the one and only Kyrie thompson what's up Kyrie? i've been better gentlemen <laughs> wow okay so i was just gonna i was gonna proverbially open up that can of worms and say Kyrie, tell me it's worse than we saw it's what we think it is in full dennis green voice or guys it's not that bad pump the brakes and relax it's practice before preseason. I'll tell you what, Hart would not have survived because I, I heard him <laughs> talking about it earlier and it was a high school offense that's really bad. Look, okay, I think in previous practices, you could take one or two things that were redeeming factors or like, okay, this play worked, or uh, you could say they got a little bit better today. They converted a third down even though everything was bad. Today was just bad. It was the worst the offense has looked. It's the worst Mac Jones has looked. I mean, just it felt like nothing really. I mean, the, the run game we knew about that. The run game was, you know, hasn't been working. They haven't been able to block it up. The they were having their struggles again with play action blocking. Where I mean, <laughs> I mean, just it's not getting blocked up correctly. The defense was sending blitzes at them. They weren't getting picked up, or they were picking up one guy and letting somebody else come scot free off the edge. And Mac Jones just looked uncomfortable and and like i said i i think he crossed the threshold from frustrated into bad today so the the run game in particular i tried to spin it positive is there a chance that we are underrating this defensive front is there a chance that with barmore who we all think is going to be good and devon godchow who belichick called one of the best and judon like is there a chance that this front is better than we think it's possible. Um, at the same time, I, I just I don't know that I've rated them that way. Uh, I think that all in all, the offensive line. I mean, they have plenty of talent. It's not it's not like it's a it's a bad unit when you look at it on paper. Honestly, I think that it's as simple as one side of the ball knows what it's doing and the other one does not. Right, and so the the defense is able to exploit some of these gaps and and, and stack up these blockers because they're they're just getting beat to the punch. And, you know, linebacker, if the defensive linemen aren't getting it, the linebackers are scraping over. It's just they, they're not – the offensive line just feels like it, it just doesn't quite have a grasp of what it's blocking 
right now. And David Andrews did not want to talk about it after practice. He's very frustrated. And you know, it's again kind of saying like, look, we're we're all trying to be as you know as good as we can, and you know it's a process and all that. But uh, you could tell from the, from the tenor of of this team right now that that they know there's just something missing here, and they've got to get it into gear. Uh, but to answer your original question, I don't think that it's all about the the defensive line being good. I think it's the offensive line being bad. Damn it, I tried. What a damning indictment it is when Kyrie Thompson, host of the First in Foxborough podcast, says this comes down to one side of the ball knows what they're doing and the other one doesn't. You said that in early August, three days before the first preseason game, just a month before the first actual game of an NFL season where the Patriots are coming off of a playoff season, a Bill Belichick coach team. Okay, go way back to like the OTAs and the spring practices, Kyrie. And there were some there were some reports uh, that sort of trickled out. They were a tad unconfirmed, but they were sort of reports that there was frustration from the players back then that people didn't know what the heck was going on and they weren't exactly sure what they were doing. That things seemed, uh, I won't say half-assed, but poorly organized. Now to hear this three months later. It, it makes you wonder, like, what have they done from then to now to shore up any of those issues? Or how could anyone not have gotten out in front of those issues that were now almost led to believe, you know, while not actually journalistically confirmed, seem to be true? It's honestly a bit distressing when, OK, so so obviously from right from the beginning, the very first 11 on 11 period, the first thing that happens is Trent Brown your best offensive lineman jumps off sides or false starts. And then from then on, you just have run stuff. Uh, Nelson Aguilar incompletion. Mac Jones turfs it. has got nowhere to go. And, and, and I feel like you can, you can feel it out on the field, especially during that segment. I, I think there have been times where it's like, okay, they're grinding it out. But I, I felt like during that segment, the, felt, the frustration was palpable to the point where you could almost see the thought bubbles going up in front of, you know, ahead of everybody and just being like, what is going on? I saw Mac Jones kneeling on the sideline next to Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, and, and his body language just almost seemed to radiate, like, what in the world is happening here? I, I just, we, we're obviously not in these rooms, right? We don't know what, it, what is being taught exactly, what way it's being taught. We can only go off of what we, we've seen from play to play, but it just feels like today was was a turning point today did feel like a regression it didn't it didn't feel like okay we're just grinding it out and you know it, it's, a, it's a process today just felt like this team is now questioning itself on a on a grander level and you know bill belichick talked about it before practice the idea that look okay there's a certain point where ultimately you will have to make that judgment on this offense what works what doesn't but we're not really into that right now I, I just feel like that takes on a whole different meaning after what we just watched. Do you think there is the uh, possibility, unfortunate possibility, that that the confidence will become shaken, Mac Jones and some of these offensive players? Because it's one thing to, quote, trust the process, to steal a phrase from another sport, when you trust the coaches, you trust the scheme, you trust the history of the scheme. It's another thing when it's new coaches, curious coaches, new scheme, they don't have a history, and you're struggling for two weeks out of the gates. Isn't it only human nature to start to really have doubts? 
Well, I mean, Max, Mac Jones's feet were doubting everything he was doing today. <laughs> I, I think I think that his, his play today was the most troubling because I think that there were times where he's holding on to the ball, he's holding on, and he chucks it out of bounds, and he's, you could tell the frustration. But today really looked like seeing ghosts where, I mean, he turfed a check down to J.J. Taylor who was, Four feet in front of him, just just kind of lobbed it, and it goes. He was trying to complete the pass, and it just it just flutters out of his hand. And and the entire time he's got he's got those happy feet, right? Like they're just kind of jumping up and down, like he's running in place. I feel like I've never used to see that from Mac Jones, and and I I feel like in theory, right, the theory of this offense and what they're trying to do makes sense in that. You had a system in place for over 20 years, but the people who were in charge of building that system and making it what it was are gone. And when you have a, a young quarterback like this, it, it makes sense that, okay, maybe you got to start from a lower point here, and then you build it back up, and then you complicate it and, and, and build on it from there. But right now, the foundation is looking as shaky as Mac Jones's feet were today. And that is, that's rough when you consider that he was known last year for being precisely the opposite of that. How does it go from, like, not a single person would have told you Mac would have been a concern of Pat's fans heading into year two. In fact, as we were just discussing during the previous break, if anything, they would miss the coaching, being in the ear, the guidance, the tutelage, the play calling, the trust, the value, the paternal nature of Josh McDaniels as he groomed and developed Mac Jones. But if you watch his senior season at Alabama, you saw what he was capable of when they would sort of let him cook or at least uh, prepare the groceries or, you know, open the box and make something last year, even making mac and cheese, whatever you want to say. Nobody would have said, you know, well, I'm concerned about Mac Jones doing that this year. What? How, like, this has to be somebody else's bad, if you will, because I can't believe that Mac Jones, with all the work he put in, with all the throwing sessions, taking care of his body, his, his fastidiously dedicated, his almost obsessive nature would have just completely come unglued in one in one off season, this just seems ludicrous, if not infuriating, to hear. Seeing ghosts? Are you kidding? I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, the the hope is that this is one practice, right? It's going to be bad, and, and obviously, you had your little players only meeting on the field. The wide receivers had an even longer one out there, um, you know, so they they know that this has to improve. And, and again, I think that at its core, right, Mac Jones is not a bad football player, right? This was a this was a really bad practice for him and a bad practice for the offense. I don't think that this is solely his bat. I mean, yeah, he, he missed throws that he normally you know doesn't miss today, and he looked out of sorts, but this is a systemic problem right now. The whole offense is trickling into uh, you know his play. Now, in the last two-minute drill, all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's like 80% speed, but you know, then it seems like once you turn the brain off, then he's hitting his receivers, they're winning one-on-one matchups, and it looks smooth, and they're getting down the field, and during seven-on-sevens, when you take the offensive line off the field, then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we move down the field. There's a nice jump ball touchdown to Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton. If you want to talk about positives, Tyquan Thornton was really good today, right? So, so let me just sprinkle that in there for you. I think that he has, he's getting better every day, and I think he looks like a guy who might actually do something. But look, this is, this is definitely a situation where Mac Jones, the, the kind of quarterback that he is, he needs time, he needs things around him to be right, and then he can elevate it. And right now, there's nothing for him to elevate, and it's bringing him down. And it's tough to watch. It is tough to watch, but I actually think Mac is the least of their problems. But you said Thornton. I would agree. 
we we touched on Barmore. Um, if you were to predict what's going to get best quickest, what are some of the positives we can look for in the next week or ten days? Um, I'm trying I, to stay I positive say, here. I'm trying to I'm trying yeah, to counter program. <laughs> I I really appreciate your effort right here, Hart. Look, I I, w- I would say that the thing that should, in theory, especially on that side of the ball, that should get better quicker is the run game because I think that in the end, that's what these guys do. They run the football, and I would not be surprised to see them sprinkle in a couple more of those old school concepts and be like, you know what, let's get back to what we do and get downhill and and bash these guys, okay? So I think that, especially if they can get that going, I feel like there, there's a heartbeat element to it. Like, okay, look, we, we got something going here, and now everything can feed off of it. So I don't know. I, I think that that's the thing I'm looking for. And, and, and you know, I just I feel like as an offensive line, as, as run blockers, all of them are too individually talented to consistently, like, be bad right? The entire season. So that's what I'm looking for there. As far as on the defensive side of the ball, I think that, I mean, I said, I kind of downplayed the defensive front, but I mean, Christian Barmore and all those guys, Matthew Judon had himself a would-be sack today. I mean, I think that front seven is probably going to be a little bit less problematic than we thought. So overall, I would say probably the the defensive front is probably going to be the thing that gets good fastest. And then the offensive line, I don't know. I just I feel like there's got to be a turnaround coming because they're too good to be this bad. <laughs> Dante, oh, Dante, where for art thou, Skarnekia? You can read Kyrie Thompson's musings, blogs, columns, updates, and more at Katie Thompson 5 on the Tweet Machine and, of course, at WEI.com. And please throw him a sub to the First in Foxborough podcast, published daily throughout preseason, training camp, the regular season, and so much more. Uh, thanks for reaffirming what we believe to have been true, validating all of the social media we had read and driving me one step closer to the fridge where I keep the emergency sauce and cigarettes on nights like this. Kyrie Thompson, great job, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Peace out, gentlemen. Okay, Andy. Um, great. <laughs> you see, I, I feel like I'm carrying my fair share of the positivity weight around here. I'm just saying that. Uh, Kyrie noticed it. I've mm-hmm. had to carry you a little bit. And uh, and it's not all wrong, but I will say everything we've seen is alarming and maybe most alarming is the way it could be wearing on your quarterback and is certainly wearing on other players with David Andrews pulling together uh, players only meetings and then cutting his Mm -hmm. own press conference short because he just can't talk about what's going on out there. That is that's pressure. That's alarming. That's starting to build. That's taking it beyond just the reps on the field. And now it's becoming a thing. There you go. That's the, That's it. It's all part of the plan. Belichick wants to break him down <laughs> before he builds him back up into the lean, mean, Black playoff, com, play, exactly, playoff competing Super Bowl championship machine. That's going to do it for another six rings and football things. The Patriots are scuffling. Mac Jones is frustrated. David Andrews is frustrated. And Bill Belichick has some work to do with his 2022 football team. And as he does that work, Six Rings will be there every step of the way to break it down. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. Subscribe, download our podcast, download the Odyssey app, or get us anywhere you get your usual podcasts. Until next time, for Nick Fitzy Stevens, this is Andy Hart. Peace out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.